This is Brain Diet, episode number 51. I'm Taylor Ann Macy, and you are listening to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain good information. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Brain Diet podcast. Before we get into today's topic, I have to talk about the gym for your mind. This is a monthly membership program that I have put together that will be launching March 1st. So enrollment for that is open now to join the gym for your mind. And on March 1st, we are getting going. We are getting into it. In this monthly membership program, I will give you access to my exclusive course that's titled The Diet That Has Nothing to Do With Food. You will have access to this course. You will have access to four 60-minute live coaching calls per month. You will have additional classes every single month on different topics. You will have access to replays. You will have worksheets to do on your own. You will have access to a community of people that are going through the same journey as you are. And you will also have access to a written forum where you can write in at any time for written coaching. Let me tell you something. I have been a part of forums like this where you can write to a coach to get coached and it is extremely powerful. You would be surprised what can be accomplished with a written question and a written answer. All of this is included for an incredibly low price. I have been so thoughtful about what I have put into this membership program because I have been working one-on-one with you, many of you, for a time and it is such powerful work and I want so desperately to be able to share coaching, to share mental health tools with more of you and this is how it will be accomplished. So be sure to go to my website that is in the show notes of this episode and it will tell you everything you need to know about the Brain Diet Gym for Your Mind. So be sure to check it out and be sure to enroll because March 1st, there is going to be some amazing content and things that will be just at your fingertips to access to finally start taking charge of your mental health in a way that you've never experienced before. So I'm so excited about that and look forward to seeing you all inside the gym for your mind. So with that, let's get into today's topic, shall we? Today I am teaching you how to not be reactive. Let's define what I mean by reactive so you get some context for what I am talking about. I googled the word reactive And the definition that came up was acting in response to a situation rather than creating or controlling it. I was really intrigued by this because I feel as if being reactive, simply acting in response to something, is a very primal function. Most living things simply react to their environment. Humans are the only living things that have the ability to do something other than only react to things. Being reactive comes from our cerebellum. In this part of our brain, it is an area of automatic consciousness that's really efficient. 
And the cerebellum is already pre-programmed. So it comes up with reactions and solutions and actions really quickly without much energy involved. This is really useful for us. This is a very helpful part of our brain because it allows us to act without thinking, which we sometimes need to do to be safe. But only reacting to our lives completely neglects the most human part of our brain. It neglects the most human function that we have available to us. I was thinking about reactions in relation to emotions. This is an area that I see it very typically with my clients where they experience emotions and they react to them. So when it comes to emotions, there are one of four things that we can do with them. We can either resist them, react to them, avoid them, or allow them. It's kind of like if your body was a room and there was water that was being poured into this room pretty regularly, pretty consistently. If you resist, react to, or avoid this water, it's kind of like shutting the door to this room. The water continues to flow, but it's not allowed to flow all the way through. So allowing is kind of like opening the door and just letting the water trickle through as the water turns on and turns off. So when we don't allow that water to flow through, we cause negative consequences to happen for us. I wanted to focus today on reacting to emotions and reacting to our lives because I feel like it's a very important thing for us to understand because the more that we understand it, the more authority we can have over it. If you find yourself reacting to your life a lot, whether it's a yelling type reaction or whether you feel like you're just reacting to whatever happens to you and not planning for your life, then this is where we want to start paying attention to your brain. Doing this, paying attention to your brain, it does take effort. Our brains are not motivated to go in and reevaluate things, especially because most things that it does on autopilot is done very efficiently. Our brain wants to conserve energy. It doesn't want to go in and clean things out because it creates too much work for it. You have to therefore direct your prefrontal cortex to do that evaluation on purpose because it takes more effort and more energy. So we have the cerebellum. That's the more primal function that lives reactively. And the part of our brain that makes us human is the prefrontal cortex. That's the part of our brain that allows us to think toward the future, that allows us to plan. But in order to evaluate things that are on autopilot in our brain, it's kind of like when you are trying to boil water. It takes consistent energy to do this. The water just wants to stay at room temperature. It wants to maintain the status quo. But if we continually feed it energy to keep it boiling, that's what keeps it boiling. But it does take some effort. Some people are reactive to their lives. And when I talk about how not to be reactive, they're looking for the magic pill. They just want, tell me what to do, make sure it's easy, give me something, and I just will stop being reactive. What they don't want to hear is that it does take effort. It's not just a magic pill to learn how to do this. This requires deliberate effort and consciousness and certain exercises to cultivate awareness. We have to learn how to continually feed our brain this energy to keep the water boiling so that we can maintain some change after we've created it. So how do we become less reactive and more proactive? 
I want to talk to you about phases of awareness. As humans, something might happen in our lives and it's only after that we can reflect back and look at what had happened. What was I thinking? What was I feeling? Why did that happen? What led this to come up for me? What was happening for me emotionally that led to this type of behavior? So there's that type of after awareness. There is the type of awareness that happens during. Say we are having some sort of reaction emotionally or reaction with the way that we're showing up in the world and we are noticing it in the moment. We're saying, hey, I am noticing that this is happening right now. And then the third phase of awareness is anticipating all of it before it happens. It is being aware enough to have your brain in a deliberate space beforehand. These are the three phases of awareness when you start to pay attention. There is another phase that most people are in, which is unconsciousness. Most of us are operating in unconsciousness. We're not even trying to be aware. Unconsciousness is living in the cerebellum. It is just reacting to our lives. Have you ever seen the show Hoarders? This is kind of like what our brain looks like when we are just reacting to things. We get more packages in the mail and we just kind of put them somewhere. And then our house starts to accumulate clutter, but we just kind of start to develop pathways around it. And then if we get more things to put into our house, we just kind of stuff it somewhere. And eventually we are so overtaken by all of the clutter in our brain that we are just living completely unconsciously. There's no deliberation. There's no maintenance in there. And this is where so many of us are living. So if this is where you are now, Perhaps if you start to try and pay attention to your brain, it's going to be in the after phase. Everything is going to happen in your life. And then afterwards, you're going to be able to reflect back, look at what was going on for you and really try to assess, check in. What was I thinking? What was I feeling? When you are learning to be less reactive, you have to do the work wherever you find yourself. Meaning if you find yourself noticing things after they've happened, that's where you have to start doing the work. It's not going to be helpful to just go from unconsciousness to trying to think new thoughts and think affirmations. I mean, affirmations can be great, but only if you believe them. If you don't believe them, it's just going to be adding more packages to your hoarder brain. There's some cleanup that needs to happen first. We have to be curious about what's happening first. <laughs> I want to give you some examples of what it looks like to be reactive. And then I want to give you some tips and skills to start applying that will help you with this. Again, wherever it is that you are, if you're noticing it after, during, or before. The first example is yelling. Sometimes we feel an emotion or sometimes we are in an environment, whether it's with other people, with children, our instinct is to react by yelling. If we're feeling angry and we yell, it's because we are reacting to the anger and not feeling the emotion, not allowing that anger to flow through our body, just like that water, right? The second example of reacting is like seeing a food and eating it. Like say something's just placed in front of you and you hadn't planned to eat or you weren't necessarily hungry and you just picked it up and put it in your mouth. That is reacting to your brain saying, hey, food, that looks good. Let's eat it. And your brain goes, okay, let's do it. And then you eat it reacting, right? The third example of being reactive is when you live your life just kind of waiting for things to happen. When you just kind of wait around 
for certain events to happen, for certain people to act certain ways. There's not a lot of action taken on your part other than inaction. Just kind of waiting around, reacting to life instead of creating life. Another example is when someone comes to you with something that conflicts with something that you had planned and you kind of just decide to go with what this person has suggested. You're like, well, I had this plan, but I might as well just go with what this person said, or I guess I need to manage this that this person is bringing to me. This kind of reminds me of what toddlers do. They just kind of wait for people to come present them with things, and then that's how they show up in their lives. They just react to what is placed before them. They see a food, they eat it. They wait for adults to dictate what life events are happening for them, or someone comes and says, hey, we have to do this, and they just kind of go along with it right? It's very aimless. Another example of reacting is if you are constantly putting out fires in your life, metaphorically. If there are problems that you are constantly being presented with, that you are spending the majority of your time just putting out, you are reacting to your life. You're waiting for people to bring the problems and then that's just what you focus on as opposed to being deliberate, planning ahead of time for how you want to spend your time. I think of when I don't get up early before my kids, I feel like the whole day I'm constantly putting out fires. It's like we get up and they're wanting their breakfast and they're wanting their milk. And so I'm constantly doing that. And then we got to get dressed and then we got to put on our shoes. We got to get in the car. I feel like I'm just spinning my wheels trying to put out fires that are being presented to me. But when I get up early, I start the day by doing certain things. I plan very deliberately what I want to accomplish in the day. I plan very deliberately how I want to think, how I want to show up. When I do that, I am dictating the day. I'm not the one that's just responding by putting out all the fires. I'm the one that's dictating how the day will go. Even if someone does present me with some type of metaphorical fire, some type of problem, I'm in a mental space where I'm totally able to handle it without being reactive. Another example of being reactive is when someone comments something about you And then you just start to melt under what you make it mean. If you don't have a skill set in place, if you don't have mental tactics in place and thoughts that you believe about yourself that you can reference on a regular basis, then when someone says something about you that you deem to be negative, your brain is going to respond in a very reactive and negative way and kind of raise the alarm. Make it seem like it's this big problem, that it means something about you and that something needs to be done, something needs to be changed. It's a problem that needs to be solved. When we are in reaction mode to what other people think about us and to what other people say about us, we are kind of powerless. We're not living driving the car. We're living in the passenger seat. (laughs) We're living just in response to what's happening. And that feels very out of control and very disempowering. So I've given you a couple of basic examples of what I mean when I talk about being reactive. So I want to talk to you about how we begin to remedy this. The first thing, like I mentioned, is it does take effort. It takes a willingness to pay attention to what is your hoarder brain and to start to clean it out. I mean, that takes a lot of effort. Have you seen that show? Like some of that stuff, man, it takes days, even weeks to clean out. I'm not saying it will for you, but I just want you to be open to the idea of having to put in the work to start to live in the most human way possible by utilizing the most human part of your brain in the best way. So as you start to go through your brain and notice what it is you are thinking, this can be accomplished by taking a pen to paper and just 
starting to write your stream of consciousness, like finding out what's happening in there. If you are in the phase of awareness where you are noticing everything in your life after it has happened, what you have to do is sit down, do a thought download of the event that has happened, check in with yourself, ask some of these questions that I had mentioned. What was going on with me? What was I feeling? What was it that led to this? Like if we just were to ask as many questions as possible to really get as much information about the situation. Once we do that, we drop into total curiosity. Like, I wonder why, why is it that I was showing up this way, that I was thinking this way? What was it about this type of mindset that my brain deemed useful? Isn't that interesting that my brain wanted to do this? If you are in the during phase meaning you notice your life kind of as it's happening. You might be reacting and yelling and you're kind of in the moment going, yes, I'm seeing this happening, but I don't know how to stop it. I don't know what to do here. The first thing to do is to always take a deep breath. Like if you're yelling, pause, take one breath and then get curious again. What's happening for me right now? What am I thinking? What am I feeling? What we're doing by doing this is turning on a light in one of your cluttered bedrooms of your brain. We have to say, okay, let's assess this. I've just barely noticed this metaphorical room. It's just kind of coming up for me right now. So how can I look at it? How can I assess what is happening in here and how this has accumulated all of this clutter? We just start to, again, get curious about what's happening for us in that moment. The more that you do this, the better you will get at anticipating ahead of time how you will be mentally prepared in any situation. The way that we begin to cultivate this is as you start to clean out your brain based on moving through the phases of awareness, you then start to surround yourself with all of the appropriate information to keep you in the clean space. Like after you clean a house, the reason that hoarders end up hoarding again is because they aren't surrounding themselves with the right things, the right energy to keep the water boiling, the right information to keep the house clean, the right resources to keep the house clean. And then you have to practice, practice, practice certain thoughts that serve you very well. If you don't nurture the cleanliness that you have created by developing all of this awareness in your brain, it will revert back. So it takes consistent practice of certain thoughts and practice of certain behaviors in order to stay in this space of prefrontal cortex operation. In order to operate from this very human part of you that is so highly functioning, you have to continue to be aware of what you are thinking and continue to question it and be curious and be willing to take a deep breath. Some areas you will be better at than others in the beginning of developing this awareness and starting to practice these certain thoughts or certain behaviors that serve you, but you have to be patient with yourself and be willing to continue to put in the work. So my friends, utilize your highest executive functioning brain, your prefrontal cortex to live your life on purpose instead of letting your reactive cerebellum decide for you in the moment and just wait for life to happen to you. This is how we truly utilize our humanness. This is how we start to create our lives instead of just responding to them. It is awareness. That is all I have for you, my friends. Have a wonderful week.